Hello, this is Mark Tucker. And this is Alan Furstenberg, and we are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Welcome back, Alan. Great to be here, Mark. Always, always good to see you and have a chance to chat. Chat? Hey, we were just recently <laughs> talked about chat. We were. Last week, we were talking about chat um, with the, the Microsoft framework, and it got me uh, kind of thinking about what things look like on the Google side of the world. And yeah. um, so I, I, I thought this week, maybe we'd look a little bit at, at some of Google's offerings and uh, kind of discuss some of them a little bit deeper. What do you think? Sounds good. Yeah, I'm interested. So what, what are we going to talk about? So what I kind of like we talked about are some of the many, many different Google platforms that support chats. And Google has been widely ridiculed over the years for all of its different chat platforms. And I am one of the ones that do that. And I do that with great pride. Um, but <laughs> even behind that, you know, some of them are integrated deeply with Google's chat platforms. Some of them are more open-ended. So let's kind of talk about the, the different ones that are out there. Okay. And then we're just going to focus on one for tonight and probably another, another, uh, another week we're going to tackle a different one. So I think the, the one that we think the most of, or at least I think the most of when I think of chat platforms is uh, Dialogflow. Yeah. And this was uh, based on a, a company they bought a number of years back, uh, API AI. They bought it, uh, turned that platform into Dialogflow, which mostly they used for Google Assistant. That was one of the major support, major ways that you would build for Google Assistant. But it also had what they referred to as integrations. And these integrations would be like, okay, you can plug in Slack or plug in Facebook Messenger. And it was just these modules, mostly which they built, um, which would do the translation between your common backend and these platforms. You know, So you'd be designing the NLU and the, the code once, more or less, mm -hmm. and you could plug in any of those front ends that you you wanted to or needed to. I mean, this included, you know, they also had a, a custom JavaScript based messenger, which you could tailor to your own needs. Okay. Well, um, so that's, that, that sounds really interesting or, or similar to, um, you know, with Jovo, right? Jovo has the ability to Mm -hmm. to have lots of different platforms um, and their version four supports Alexa, Google Assistant uh, for the remaining time of this year that Google Assistant is still around. Uh, uh, Facebook Messenger and Instagram, which are kind of two flavors of the same, you know, same type of app. Um, Google Business Messages. And then, you know, you could do web-based or mobile-based chatbots. Um, so so that kind of sounds sounds similar. Similar, yes. Um one of and, and in fact, there's probably some overlap. I think the biggest difference is that Dialogflow itself focused on being the NLU portion of that. It really that's really kind of what its its bread and butter was. While Jovo takes a much more flexible approach, it's more of a framework so that you can plug in different NLUs. Right. Okay, that's true. Including Dialogflow. Including Dialogflow. But yeah, which is interesting. So, you, and 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 you could have um, Joe, you know, be, you know, you could have Google Assistant 
that talked to Jobo that then had, I don't know. That's just... the dialogue flow, right. <laughs> and, and I think this is one of the powerful things about dialogue flow is that um, you could just use it as an NLU or you could use it with one of these um, integrations and making it more of a low code or no code tool directly. And they took that to an even bigger extreme when they rolled out Dialogflow CX, which mm -hmm. you know emulates a lot of the things that VoiceFlow does, where it has a, a graphical module that lets you um, create these uh, pages and navigation between the pages and how you you move between them. Um, so that's that's the Dialogflow family, and I think there's enough to dialogue flow that we're going to talk about it another time because it's okay. it's important but i think we'll talk about it another time um a second one is one that that you mentioned in passing a moment ago with uh, with jovo and that's what's known as google business messages and every time i read about this i'm like wait a minute what what is this yeah and i keep forgetting I, that the, it's there yeah i'm the same too i'm like uh where is where would i find this Right. So what you'd find this if you, for example, click on uh, an entry for a business in Google Maps, or if you search for a business and it came up in Google search, sometimes you will see a button there that says message. And what this does is it opens up a chat connection to that business. Oh. And that's done using the business messages protocol which I okay. actually know very little about. Um, one of the things I do know about it is that it's it's completely asynchronous. So there's no, you know, you send a message and get one back, which is what we expect a lot of when we, yeah. we think of these things. It's not set up that way at all. It's literally you send a message and when a message comes back, it's sent asynchronously as well. So it's an interesting protocol, but I don't know too much about it. The third one is what they referred to as Google Chat apps. And these are apps that are specifically designed to work with Google Chat, which used to be known as Hangouts Chat, which is not to be confused with Hangouts. Clear as mud yet? <laughs> Some, someday I need to chart out the entire history. Uh, of yeah, Google I was going to say, this is, this is always funny because whenever you mention something, you're like, which was this, which isn't this, uh, I don't know, this is not the first time that you've uh, uh, right. done this. And that, uh, yeah, it seems like it's just a byproduct of uh, the alphabet soup of Google, right? The, the alphabet soup of alphabet, yes. Yeah. Um, so Google Chat is their current chat system that's integrated into uh, Gmail. It's also got a separate app um, and a separate web, separate web app as well. And... It allows for these, uh, for both direct, it, it's kind of in some ways, their, um, their Slack competitor. It's not quite the same. I think they, they do okay. things very differently in a lot of ways, but they do let you set up as part of an organization. They let you set up what they refer to as a space, which is kind of like a room. It's where multiple yeah. people can join on a single topic. Um, you can DM other people directly. And as part of this, you can have a bot that will either sit in a space, sit in a public area, or that you can message directly. Okay. 
And I kind of want to dive into this a little bit more because the way they do some of this and some of the features they offer as part of it are, are interesting and unique, I think, but also very much Google's approach to things uh, as part of it. Um, one of the things I'll, I'll, I'll comment on though, which I find interesting in a lot of ways, is that if you use um, Google Chat uh, with a Gmail account, you won't have access to any of these. These are only available for workspace accounts. So if your company is using Google Chat or if your company oh. is using Google Workspace, it gets access to Google Chat automatically and you'll be able to use this bot framework as part of that. So so Google Chat is kind of an enterprise tool. Well, it could be used as both, but when it's used as an enterprise tool, it yes. has additional functionality. Yes, that's the, that's the, I mean, Yes, it's meant as an enterprise pool, uh, tool because it's the Slack competitor, but they also make it available to non-enterprise users. But this isn't one of the features that you get as part of it. Gotcha. Which, it's an interesting business decision. I don't agree with it, but they don't ask my opinion much on, on business decisions. Probably what? for good. They don't? Probably <laughs> for good reason. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and in some ways it supports... The, the most obvious way that it works is it supports the architecture that we're used to, that we've talked about with Alexa and Google Assistant, the webhook notion yeah. that yeah. when you send a message to the bot, it sends a message via HTTP to a web server somewhere that does whatever, and it replies back with JSON that gets shown in some fashion. We're used to this, you know. Um, one of the interesting elements, though, is that it also supports a PubSub model. So the service that is going to be running your, your bot business logic, for example, sits behind a firewall. You don't have a good way to, to have Google servers get through the firewall. Yeah. So instead, what you do is you publish to Cloud PubSub, which is a, a standard way to do it. And you implement your server to take stuff off the PubSub queue okay. and process it. And then when you reply back, since you're replying back asynchronously using HTTP, pretty standard. You know, it's yeah. it's different, but it's certainly one way to do it if your server is behind a firewall. You know, and yeah. you don't want to. You know, it's an easier way to to solve that problem. Another interesting approach that they have is, you know, as, as we talked about this integrate the, these integrations with Dialogflow, Google Chat is an integration with Dialogflow. So you just need to say, turn it, you know, turn on that implementation in Dialogflow and it'll work, which okay. is an interesting approach. Again, you know, they've they've got this tool. Um that enables you to use rich NLU semantics. But their libraries also support uh, slash command semantics or direct message semantics. So you don't need an NLU for a lot of stuff. They know that the way most people use bots is by, you know, slash something. And some of those semantics are built into how the bot itself works. So it can just listen for those slash commands and and only respond when you've issued one that makes sense to it. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. 
And then finally, they take advantage of a tool that is very, very specific to um, Google Workspace. And that's what's known as AppScript. AppScript started it started kind of, do you remember Visual Basic for applications? Oh, VBA, yeah. Right, you'd VB be able scripts, to, yeah. Right, you'd be able to to write these these script like things that could run as part of Excel or as part of mm -hmm. Microsoft Word, and they would give you know some additional features, and you know they were security risks, but they allowed you to to do some really powerful things. Yeah. Um, Google many many years ago, I I remember using it over ten years ago at this point. Google implemented um, AppScript kind of to do the same sorts of things, to provide additional features built into um, Google Sheets and Google Docs, except their language that they built it on top of was JavaScript, sort of, based on heavily based on JavaScript. Let's okay. go with that. Yeah. Um, and it provided some very direct abilities to work with these document types. And since these document types lived in the cloud, that's where it ran. So one of the neat things about AppScript is that you essentially have an application server that Google manages and runs that, run, that runs for free. You're not charged for any of these scripts running. So Interesting. if you're doing some really basic programming, this is a, a nice, App, App Script is a fantastic server environment that you don't have to pay for that provides some very deep integration with things like Google Sheets and Google Docs and lets you do some really, really powerful thing and handles authentication for you kind of right out of the box. Huh, that is interesting. So there, there's a, you know, for there is a lot that App Script can do for you. I've been a big fan of AppScript since I discovered it about 10 years ago. Um, and it does some amazing things. But one of the things that it can do now is it can handle bot events in some pretty straightforward ways. So for example, if you wanted to automatically add stuff to a spreadsheet, you could create a command, you know, a slash command to log something. Um, it will trigger the app script function that you've written uh, on event, you know, when, mm -hmm. when there's a message event. Log whatever it is to the spreadsheet using the built-in spreadsheet objects, the built-in spreadsheet integration. And it's a very, very quick and simple way to do this, especially if you're just logging to Google services you spin up no servers of your own. There is no additional charge. The code is literally you're writing a function. It's ridiculously simple. Wow, that is pretty pretty powerful. So you could go from a you know just inside of chat with a, a slash command with some some basic data or something in it, and uh, and it would just execute uh, right and, you know, process things in in your document, your sheet, or whatever. Yep. One of the neat things about some of these as well is that since they're also event-driven, you know, if there is a change, you don't need, you know, uh, you can just push out a message. You don't need to wait for somebody to query you for it. You can send out a message automatically. 
So that's that's another neat feature, and that's not specifically tied to AppScript itself. It's it's available on all of these all of these models, mm-hmm. um, and all of, so all of that is pretty cool. Also, pretty standard though. You know, when we were talking yeah. about this stuff in Microsoft last week, I'm like, yeah, you know, I guess everyone does something like this. Um, and similarly, we were talking about uh, the Microsoft card framework or whatever I adaptive what cards yeah yeah um and sure enough google chat has to support some basic cards um so they've got uh, a card-based ui that allows for you know headers and images and decorated mm-hmm. text and buttons and selections and you know grids and daytime pickers and you know <laughs> other stuff that you'd want in a card uh to that people would you'd expect people to to interact with yeah um so no nothing nothing terribly surprising there one of the the challenges though when i've tried to use cards and, and i tried to use cards at one point to mimic suggestion chips you know okay. so so google assistant had this notion of suggestion chips that would be visually displayed um, and I tried to use cards to mimic that. And the responses for them will either fire an event on AppScript or will trigger a URL. And there was no way to do this with dialogue flow, though. So you couldn't trigger a dialogue flow event. So yeah. the integration was a little lacking there. Um, but it's really interesting to see, you know, what when you have these cards, how do you expect them to interact in what is otherwise a very text-based interaction yeah. format? And uh, that so that that's one of those things that I always look to see how different platforms try to handle that. Yeah, there's, it's <laughs> it's funny because in some cases you're like, oh, this is just yet another way of doing the same thing that somebody else is doing over here, right? Um, which you know, it's I, I understand that, but it's kind of like there could be a consolidation, even like a standard um, created so that there was a lot more interoperability. And well, you know, I I would argue we have a standard. It's called HTML. You know, we've ironed it yeah, out over yeah. thirty years. Okay, or well, so. specifically, yeah, specifically about display stuff. Yeah, it is HTML, but. But you know, generally, you know, chatbots taking input, process it, you know, natural language processing output. That's that's getting yeah. pretty pretty standard. Lots and lots more businesses are doing it. Um, well, and I think that's why we're seeing backends that are coming up with standard solutions. You know, that yeah. that's why we have what Microsoft is doing, what dialogue, what we have with Dialogflow. So you know, that's that's the basics of uh, Google Google chat apps um <laughs> and they're you know they're in they're they're clever creatures you know it's it's kind of neat to to be able to just kind of you know in a chat with other people issue a command and it suddenly replies because it's listening in on that channel as well so you know i'm i'm curious to see if there are people who are out there who have used this or have used chat platforms you know done done integrations with other things like slack or 
uh, Facebook Messenger or or their own. I'm I'm really curious to see what other people have done and what platforms they're using. Yeah. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Okay. Well, as always, uh, folks are are free to reach out to us. We're on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, comments below. Find us. You know, smoke signals, carrier pigeon. <laughs> One way or another, we're sure you can find us. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback, and we'll take it up another time on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, Alan. Take care, Mark. Have a great week, everybody.